0: hello and welcome to episode number 322 of the super horror bros podcast i'm your host matt and joining me as always is my brother mike how's it going
1: good man good
0: i'm slowly recovering my voice is uh nearly there now um you're
1: getting there yeah, it.
0: It's it's just ridiculous, because I feel absolutely fine now. Um, but it is purely the voice, so uh this illness clearly is not a fan of the podcast. Are you um,
1: just are you just on the whiskey permanently now? Because you just sound like me now when I've had like three weeks. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wish that was the case. Um but no, that's that's just me naturally now, apparently. Um
1: I might pour a, yeah. might pour a whiskey between you oh, and me each now.
0: <laughs> 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 um but, yeah, we're, we're getting through it. But, uh, yeah, we have so much to talk about. Like, we, we, have, we have to at least try and tackle some TV this week. Um, yeah, we do,
1: because have, there, has been, there has been a madness.
0: Yeah, I've got four different TV shows written down in the notes, but we're going to have to kind of... A couple of them we can talk about quickly, and one of them we might have to hold for a later date. Um, but just... we'll get to that. Um, because, yeah, we're going to try and speed up the news. The
1: walking Dead
0: hell no okay, um just me, just we, ain't got, we ain't got time for that right now <laughs> um that's a filler show for sure and we, we ain't got time for that filler right now all killer, No filler, baby. like like yeah the other day i was like oh yeah american horror story is pretty much aired most of it at this point and Ooh. yeah I, I just don't have the headspace to even worry about that right now um i watched all of horror stories That's insane to me. Um, (laughs) You're uh, just—I—I don't even know what to say with you and TV at this point. It's just you have a problem. Um,
1: I do have a problem. It's the completionist in me. It's you know, it's it's a problem. It's you know, it's why I had to. I have to be careful. I have to ration myself. I had this problem with platinum trophies. I had it with PlayStation games in general, and now I have it with TV
0: shows. Like uh, I need to ration myself that's such a downgrade um
1: it really is
0: (laughs) yeah especially because there's a nice little playstation game coming out next week um there is but anyway let's get into the news um so there's some interesting stuff really kicking things off with uh a bit of friday the 13th news um what actual news like gave we'll it's called news with friday the 13th on a weekly basis that i don't care about because it's constant the legal battles and the rights and all that bullshit mm. you know it's one of the most messiest public battles i've ever seen in terms of rights and it's just as a fan it just i it, i disengage yeah. from it completely um it's but this is something so coming uh via variety they made the announcement that peacock have ordered um a tv show um, the TV show is called Crystal Lake. Um, and it will be a Friday the 13th prequel series. Um, so some interesting stuff there already. There's, there's so much to unpack here. Um, yeah, my head already hurt. It will be the kind of main showrunner for, for the show is Brian Fuller, who, of course, most notably was like the creator and the showrunner for Hannibal. Um, so obviously he mm-hmm. transitioned before with beloved horror IP to the TV show. Um, obviously, I have mm-hmm. never seen Hannibal. It's one of those shows that I really want to see. Um, you, did you watch I one loved, of
1: it? I, it was pre-my addiction with TV shows mm-hmm. because... I watched Hannibal, and I and I remember I can't remember if it was two or three seasons I watched because there's four overall I believe. Um,
0: might be wrong. I, I um, There was three, but I don't know because I've not uh, seen maybe, it.
1: <laughs> maybe not. I, I, the problem was that TV back then as well. They had all the different things. So they were part one and part two of a season and stuff. So I feel like I watched four parts, which might have been two seasons. Either way, I I remember just like. Not hearing or not being aware when the third season came out, and it had just come and gone, and then I heard it got cancelled, mm-hmm. so I just never watched season three, <laughs> but I really liked the show, um so at this point, I'd love to go back and just watch all three or you know however many seasons there are, but from the beginning,
0: yeah, there's three seasons um, um each right. each season is thirteen episodes,
1: yeah, so I think it must have been split in two or something, I don't know, but either way, uh yeah, I really liked what I saw of it and, and it was one where it's kind of. Um, you know, it had its, it had its, its ups and downs, like it certainly had its slow points, but just the, you know, Mads as Hannibal was just incredible. So even in the low episodes, it was still fun. So yeah, he um, yeah, comes, a, bit, a bit like Baked Motel, I guess.
0: Yeah, he comes yeah, with a lot of yeah. for, you know with that show, and um, mm. so that's a good thing. Another part of this is that A24 um, are serving as the studio behind the series, um, which is just another sort of interesting wrinkle cool. on this. Um, so that was the main news, and it was kind of reported at the time uh, via Variety that it was only the first movie they had the rights to. So <laughs> yeah about it's friday the 13th so you can't have an adult jason you cannot have a hockey mask um and that was kind of met with you know mixed feelings which i think rightly so you know you're gonna have a friday thirteenth mm-hmm. tv show yes you can do different things with it but i think ultimately if you can only play with what was in that first movie you are incredibly limited um However, in the last 24 hours, um, we have another update courtesy of Fangoria, who did an interview, a quick interview with Brian Fuller, who I think he has a podcast as part of the Fangoria network. So they just straight up rang him up and was like, so tell us about this. Like, what the hell's going on? And we have two, bro. Exactly. And there's some interesting quotes here. Um, they get straight to the point and say, so for starters, what characters and locations and whatnot are you allowed to use from the Friday the 13th franchise? He says, everything. We can use everything. We can go to hell. We can go to space. That's not to say we will do those things. Although if we do do 10 seasons, I will be lobbying hard to go to space. Um, <laughs> so he's not mincing his words there. He's being very clear about it. He then goes on to say... um A24 have beautifully and excruciatingly assembled all of the Friday the 13th rights as a streaming series we have the rights to do everything under the Friday the 13th umbrella the movie rights are a completely different thing they are tied up at new line and are super super messy and probably won't be untangled anytime soon but as far as us in the TV industry we have access to anything and everything that Friday the 13th has done up until this point Um, so that is about as strong as clarification as you could possibly get Um, if it turns out to be false this is a a a, a quote and a interview that they're going to live to regret because he you can't read this any other way like he is being so clear which is again against what variety first reported a day earlier which is surprising because they don't get shit wrong um so i am surprised that he's coming out and being this firm but we can only go off obviously his word at this point which i think makes this a lot more exciting because Mm. obviously now you can you can start at Camp Crystal Lake as a prequel series. You can start with it focusing on um, you know Mrs Voorhees and all that stuff, and then and Pamela, you know, and transition into an older Jason. So I think it just gives you so much more room that even though season one I can't imagine is going to have an adult you know Jason with a hockey mask on, but it might have flash forwards or something. Who knows? But I think yeah, just it, this will immediately make people more excited for the show, in my opinion, knowing that you have all that stuff. Um, what what do you make about all this? And I, I guess I'm excited for a friday the 13th tv show because obviously this is yet another um one of these classic Um, horror ips transition into the small screen
1: my my head hurts with what you've said there so many things because a prequel really doesn't excite me um pamela i don't even know is at like she's not a counselor or anything she's just a mum. like Mm. so like she just gonna be at home like chilling baking cakes and then like gets a phone call like, you know, are we really just going to have Jason being bullied for like a season? I don't know. Like a prequel, like spanning, you know, if I'm thinking of, you know, Bates Motel, for example, bringing it up again. But if I'm thinking of that, where it's like, oh, okay, this ham- this Friday the 13th prequel is going to be up to his drowning, like, and it's going to be seasons long up to his drowning. I'm like, no, that does not interest me in the slightest. The, the, the interview, the Fangoria interview, and the fact of the madness that he said, which is, is crazy. Someone being that candid about what they do and do not have access to, um, um to the point where it feels like they just phoned him up and he was drunk or just woke up and, <laughs> and said a load of shit that he shouldn't. But either way, like, yeah, if they'd have just said that and then they're making a Friday the 13th TV show, because I love, um, Friday the 13th and I, and I like the recent movie and I like the fact I like Jason just in a hockey mask destroying shit so if we can get to that in the tv show then yes please but yeah i mean are you are you excited to see a prequel you know or or do you you not see it the way i described it that that it will just be kind of you know i don't know how they'd flesh that out in a way that would be super interesting to me
0: yeah my, my initial impression is more no um because i think we saw that. Like, well, I, I saw enough of that in the first movie. So I, I don't know what else you can necessarily add to that to make it more interesting. And I think that now the twist is we know the twist, it, it, you know, makes all of that stuff so much more less interesting than when we first saw Friday the 13th. Um, I think as this is a project, it might, you know, my initial gut feeling was like a lot of these things like, man, I just want to film. Um, and I think that's fine for a fan to think that because it's been, I think they said it's 13 years since the last one, um, which was the remake, which I fucking love. Like the Friday the 13th remake is one of my all time favorite remakes. Um, and so, I want a movie desperately, but I think this is the one IP that I will be like... Okay, I'll let you have it on TV because we we know about the public messy battle with the rights. Um, I think it brings into question a lot of these other transitions um, because we haven't had these notable public displays like we have a Friday the 13th. And I wonder, mm. you know, is that why Evil Dead went to TV for a period? Is that why Chucky's now on TV? Like, all of these horror IPs, it seems like that might have been a, a thing for a while. Um, we just oh, yeah. didn't you, know you that. Look we...
1: at, you look at... Um... Chucky in particular Mm. and it kind of it makes a lot of sense that that's what they're doing you know with with that to just keep keep that canon
0: going yeah but I just wonder about rights like I said because it it was weird because like they announced the TV show and then the remake got announced and so it was very bizarre and obviously the remake was they only had access to Child's Play 1 IP they didn't have anything else and so yeah it's the stuff gets very bizarre, but I, I am interested to see what this is. I think, like, most of these transitions to the small screen have been very, very good. Um, and so I think, yeah, Brian Fuller, um, you know, he... He is very well regarded for this stuff i think a24 are obviously like with with fans of them like i wouldn't necessarily have pegged them to this project um so that's interesting in and of itself mm. um yeah I'm, I'm 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 very curious to see what this is like we definitely need to know more on what it's going to span and stuff but i think that now getting the small update is definitely more exciting than the the news we had 24 hours ago. Mm. Um, because if it was just that first movie and it's like, man, you can't go past kid Jason jumping out of the lake. That's yeah. all you have the rights to. That, that's not a TV show. That's not a multiple uh, season TV no, show. That's there.
1: exactly what I'm thinking
0: yeah so you thank god that you have the potential to just do anything with the IP because that's what you need like you don't want it, to it's already hard enough to transition these things keep them going we talk time and time again why we're so critical of when you return these old franchises and why the ones that do it well do it so well but you can't limit the people like there's only so much someone like Brian can do with this you know and we need to give him the best abilities possible and so to, we can't hamstring him from the start and be like yeah you can only do a couple of different things but what can I have a machete well was there a machete can. In the first movie and then they have to go through and be that specific like that's just annoying um so i'm glad i'm hope i'm glad that that seems to not be the case wasn't um, that the
1: case with chucky that like there were certain kills that are no longer mm-hmm. allowed in like certain versions of chucky yeah hours. there
0: was kills in um the the sequels which they specifically couldn't do um yeah in in the so, remake so hilarious <clears throat> yeah it's very very bizarre um yeah, man but yeah, we shall see on that one. Um, another update about a TV show that I think is is easily our most anticipated TV show at this point, um, which is, of course, the HBO adaptation of The Last of Us. Um, we've been re- waiting for this release date, and this isn't official confirmation. But it's basically official confirmation So it seems like within the days of us recording This should have been officially announced But it's it's leaked um, And it's been independently verified by people Who have seen this the said date that's leaked And they said yep that's the date I knew um, mm-hmm. This is of the HBO Max app Which has added a new teaser And it had a release date with it um mm. which then got pulled um but people there's more like say multiple other independent verifiers that have said like yeah this is what we were hearing and apparently hbo were on the cusp of announcing this anyway so by the time you listen to us they might have already done it but this this so this isn't official but it's like i'm only i feel confident talking about it here because of mm-hmm. all the, the evidence points of this being yeah. true um and we thought it'd be early next year and my god is it early next year um because we're getting this bad boy january 15th wow. um so yeah, there, there was all the talks were pointing to this being early, and I was thinking, wow, well, it's early March? Is is it February? I was thinking like late February. Um, I, but to I get had, this, I so had couple like of weeks.
1: I had the first couple of days of April in my head.
0: Oh, really that late? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, that's why I thought it was going to drop yeah we're getting this a couple of weeks into the yes, new year's so kicking things off with a bang yeah we've already talked about it uh, you know and we will continue you know to talk how many about it is? no we don't know that yet. No. no i don't think so anyway um i'm so excited to find that out yeah, my guess would be uh, six to eight, and they would be an hour long. Would be my estimation. Um, my expectation
1: is twenty-four episodes. I want to go. I want to go back to old school. old
0: school. Yes,
1: I want old school TV. You know,
0: twenty-four episodes that are forty-two minutes with ads. Let's go. Correct. Correct. <laughs> that's, that's
1: that's you know if, you know if it's good enough for Jack Bauer, then it's good enough for um, Last of Us.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, can't we? Just obviously we'll be talking about it soon. But uh, it's very, very exciting indeed. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to leave this here as the release date. So I'll, I'll only mention it if this gets debunked. So if you don't yeah. hear from us anymore, this is the release date. Um, Sweet. This next one's weird. Like, So the the Quiet Place spinoff has been all over the shop. Ah. Um, I stopped putting it in the news a while ago because I was so sick of it. The release date has bounced from year to year, um, directors attached to it, and, and what the hell this even is. And, and as we've discussed multiple times, we both just want a part three before we can kind of have the headspace yeah, for a say, spin-off.
1: <laughs> does this Quiet Place sequel, is it directed by John Krasinski, and does it star Emily Blunt, uh, the spin-off? Because if it doesn't, I'm I'm way
0: less excited. Yeah, well, the answer to that is clearly no on both fronts. Um, which, this is interesting because, so what we already knew, it's coming out in March 2024, um, so still far away. its It's been renamed A Quiet Place Day One. Um, but we do have now an actor attached to this, which is super fascinating, and I really didn't see this coming. Um, but, yeah, Deadline reports that Lupita Nyong'o is set to star in the A Quiet Place yes. spinoff, which I just find crazy because I don't, I didn't expect her to ever come back to horror first and foremost. No. Um, I feel like it was purely because of the the draw of Jordan that got her to do yeah. us, and I, I I didn't think we'd ever get to you know discuss her performances ever again on the show. Um, and obviously she won our best actor uh, actress award that year, um, and, and obviously we loved her performance so so much in, in us the dual performance. And I just can't believe this. That this feels like beneath her um, but it gives me hope. Definitely, like I'm—I went from not giving a shit about this movie to now, like, oh, I'm infinitely more excited about it now. Definitely. Um, so, it, so, like they've done a good job because there's only like a handful of actors, um, you know, that that they could have just plucked out and put on this that made me care about it. But that's definitely one, and it's it's wild. Like I didn't see it coming. Um, so yeah, not really much more to add, I guess, on that one. Like, does that does it make you more excited for this movie? I'm assuming, yeah. No, it does. I mean,
1: all joking aside, even without that name like i would be interested when this movie comes out because i love this ip but i want i want the sequel but certainly yeah if they're gonna have this spin-off and they're gonna have great people attached to it it does become way more exciting and Mm. and having her cast is way more exciting than than just being like you know what the hell is this so yeah for sure
0: yeah, it's really, really interesting. Like, I just—I I was so stunned when I saw it. I was like, hmm. "Really?" I Just—I did not expect that at all.
1: What the hell was that uh, movie? Was it Little Monsters or something? Yeah, yeah that's what with
0: called. Josh Gad. Yeah, that was the yeah. only other one we've seen her in.
1: Yeah, but like, it blew my mind that she did that. Yeah,
0: I mean, you say <laughs> that
1: she only came into the genre for Jordan Peele, but she did that movie, and like everyone in that movie, because like Josh Gad, like was an absolute madness in that movie and it was just like you know that was crazy yeah you know the, so it's cool that she's back definitely but you know it, it i don't know i probably wasn't as much as a curveball as you for it but yeah certainly excited to see it definitely
0: yeah looking forward to it um just two very brief quick hits here because like um this first one i just thought was so weird that i did i really wanted to talk about it and it is a show that we have brought up before on the podcast but obviously not massively um which is the witcher um i don't know if you saw this news in the last couple of days this is like ridiculous um so the witcher obviously season three is coming out next year in the summer um Mm -hmm. The good news is The Witcher will return for a fourth season. The bad news is Henry Cavill ain't returning. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so um, he took to Instagram to officially announce that he's departing the role um, and he will be replaced in the role um, by Liam Hensworth, um, which... Everything about this is like insanity. I, I can't remember the last time a TV show did this in such a massive fuck up way where like your so lead he is just leaving
1: announced that he's like losing roles on line all the time. I swear he did this for Superman
0: just like it's kind of tied tied to that so basically there's a lot to unpack I think the reason why this makes sense to me is with a lot of TV shows there's a reason why this doesn't happen is when you sign up to a TV show you sign up basically indefinitely and your money will get more and more like with something like Game of Thrones where like the actors were obviously making a fortune by the end of it but you pretty much have to do it Um, Mm. whereas this was clearly a passion project Henry Henry Cavill was so much bigger than the show ever was Mm. um, and he only did it because he loved it so much and so he was probably Probably on a season-by-season season deal, which is extremely rare these days. Yeah. Um, and this is what's happened where he's he's committed to season three, but he is returning as Superman. That kind of got announced in the past yeah. week as well. And obviously it's part of like the major restructuring at DC where James Gunn has basically been given the keys to the kingdom and he's like the new Zack Snyder where they're like, sort out this mess, here you go. Um, <laughs> and, and, and as part of that retooling, Henry has already been confirmed um, as returning. And so... This is clearly why is that he can't commit to a TV show right now, um, but I just yeah, think like, it's. Oh,
1: you're in fourteen movies coming up now. Sorry. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I just think I think this is absolutely preposterous that to recast. The lead of a TV show in this way, I think is absolutely ridiculous. I've only watched one episode of season two and I'm done. There's just no way I'm watching any more of the show now. Like, I only really watched for him. Um, and I, I like the show, but the idea that I'll commit to another, like, finish season two, I'll watch season three and then I'll have to wait to see if I'll like the, you know, Liam Hensworth's performance of this character. But I just find it, there's something as well about this that really. Me, where I feel like it's almost like uh, not valuing actors' performances, and you you feel like it's just a thing that can be replaced. It's,
1: it's something which that's very completely
0: disgusting. disagree with. It's not it's not a product, is it? Like it's a it's an art form, and you can't set up a character across three seasons, have him have all these interrelationships with these characters. Based upon this acting performance, and then just trade that in for another guy. And again, oh, okay. this is nothing to yeah. do, replace it. It's just like the the whole idea of replacing someone, unless they're dead or did a horrible crime. I just find ridiculous. So I really am against this completely. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think you know you look at like I think was she called yennefer
1: or whatever, like the 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 uh, you know sorceress lady. She like their chemistry and everything was so fantastic. And like, is she just going to be in this, the same actress and having to just like yeah. be like, Oh, you look different. Like, yeah, I'm not even like Liam, Liam Hensworth. I'm not even going to, you know, it's nothing to do with him at all. Okay. I think it was, you know, it was the same situation of obviously different circumstances to why he was dropped. But the m- most recent one of this was when Johnny Depp lost Grindelwald and, mm. you know, fantastic piece. And I was like, I was already not on board with that franchise. And I'm like Mads mickelson one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic, you know. But he's a better actor than Johnny Depp. But yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> I'm like, you weren't. You're not. You're not Gwendolyn in the last few movies. It's it just it's preposterous that you're going to have these exact same actors and then this one person that's different. Like you said, and and obviously, you know, you mentioned the whole crime thing and and everything else, and let's not go into depth on it. But like. You know if someone's not dead or it's not ridiculous then then yeah, you know, and then let alone this Henry Henry Campbell, where it's like this Witcher feels like a huge show for Netflix, yeah. you know? um it feels like a big deal, and it's just like you know it, it because it because no scheduling and it just can't work they they're just gonna hit this reset button on on the lead actor, you know i would say if this would have been um Hennifer or the other. The, the 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 mage guy that that kinda you know, or you know, one of these other re- reoccurring characters, that would kinda suck and be weird but you can't do it with your lead like it's just no The show
0: doesn't exist without him he no. is the witcher so i just i find it ridiculous i hope that that the, they go back on this um mm. there's time to do that i hope that uh, he's obviously already doing season three and i hope that they can then get him back to do like a feature-length movie to finish it off because i think that's the way to do it like he's obviously not going to commit to multiple seasons of a tv show but you're telling me netflix can't you know strike a deal with him and and dc and be like can you just return? For like an hour and a half to finish this off, so it's three seasons and then a feature length movie. Yeah but
1: Net- Netflix won eight seasons. So I know, they're, but they're, they're happy forget- to have five Hemsworth seasons.
0: Yeah, but they 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 won't be when no one watches it no, because I, know. I find this to be ridiculous. And like I say, there's there's multiple facets to this which are. Like I understand it from Henry's point of view Because he already did a show which was beneath him But like from an art standpoint There's something about just that Oh I can just replace you with another actor And the fans don't care Like what? Is, is any fan of the show happy with this or fine with this like I just I can't if I, if this was a show that I loved I'd be fuming right now with, yeah. with just everyone's decision to be like oh yeah just recast like no that's not how art works you can't just suddenly change it during a TV show if I was watching if Lost was still on today and they suddenly was like oh yeah we're just recasting Jack for the final season what? Yeah. like yeah. no that, that doesn't work like just don't have that what character life we anymore. got
1: Tom Cruise <laughs>
0: yeah. like, it's, it's ridiculous like it's just I don't understand it at all but yeah it's it's madness um and then yeah very briefly just to mention um hellraiser um the new one is now available on amazon uk to rent
1: Nice.
0: um so i thought
1: it was gonna be new hellraiser news i was like calm down
0: no 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 no. that wouldn't have been this far in um
1: hey nice
0: yeah, so that is out there now, so you don't have to jump as many uh, holes and as as we had to watch it. But um, so that'd be in, uh, nice to, to to rewatch it on there. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Like, it's weird that it didn't end up on Disney Plus for whatever reason, but at oh, least weird. it's on Amazon, so people can see it now. And I guess that kills any sort of hope for a cinema release if anyone was waiting for that. So now you may as well just watch it on here because that's the best you're gonna get. <laughs> I hope there's a Blu-ray because I would like to buy that in the future. I saw in thirty years it is indeed Um, but yeah shall we talk about this week's film oh let's do it let's talk about Barbarian So, yeah, this movie, which has been brought up a few times on the podcast, um, shrouded in mystery.
1: Yeah, never, never has a movie gone from not really knowing about it to being my most hyped movie almost with with not actually knowing anything about it. Like, mm. you know, we spoke about it maybe last week when we were kind of getting ready for this, where it was like. I think we spoke about the actors and kind of, and even that I kind of forgot who was in it. And, you know, this movie is a thing a long while ago. And then suddenly it just got shrouded in this, like, you know, in recent times, like do not talk about it, you know, just see it. The trailer is just like cinema reactions. And it's like, you know, suddenly, and quite often when I see trailers like that, I'm like, oh, really? like i don't know like a lot of these ghosty ones and that get that don't they you know the most mm. scariest film blah 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 don't talk about annabelle until you've seen it i might like, behave but i don't know there was <laughs> something about this one when you kind of you know when we started to hear more and more about it where i was like okay no i'm buying into the hype
0: mm. yeah it was crazy how like everyone towed that same line yeah where- like I've never seen it from a fan perspective before where everyone had the same thing like I can't I lost track of the amount of different people on, on social media whether it was Edgar Wright or other filmmakers or just fans in general that all had the same thing where it's like it's really good see it without knowing anything and I think that's
1: probably why because it was so unanimous that's yeah,
0: probably what absolutely. built the hype I never like. saw another reception to this movie other than that and so, like after the Fright Fest uh, screening and all that stuff so it was so great to see where I'm like oh man like I I know nothing about this movie which is so rare for us for the podcast anyway so that's already like there's an excitement level to this movie that we don't typically have because we have to do like uh, or at least I do have to do like a small element of research so we kind of know what we're getting into Mm. Um, especially when it's obviously not part of like an existing franchise like when we're seeing you know the new Halloween we have to do any research whereas like for a movie oh it's barbarian okay there's some actors in it that we like don't really know like the filmmaker or anything like that but this was purely like oh no I trust that this is a movie that's worth talking about at the very least and i'm Ooh. really glad as well because like we'll move into it and we'll you know we'll talk about the plot for like the first 40 minutes or whatever but like i do think that it's a massive selling point of this movie not knowing about anything yeah um, for sure. you know literally like that's all you should know is don't know anything <laughs> because e- even saying anything more than that is giving away too much like it really is a movie that is built upon just complete secrecy and that's a really like not really since cloverfield have i seen a movie lean into that in such a way which i think is really cool
1: yeah i like i like when open credits rolled and we just see characters on screen for the first time i'm like okay like it's set it's set here. It's it's modern day. Like I I just yeah every there's you know, more week.
0: information, isn't it? Of like oh, it's it's yeah. America. It's modern day. It's it's yeah. the state. Like oh, it's this actor. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, and it, and yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I, as you said, I think most people should, if if you can, pretty much like try to just go see this movie and then listen to the review from here. Yeah, but if you're still not entirely sure, we're gonna talk. First 30 minutes, very spoiler free, very plot light. Then we're going to give our kind of our recommendation or not. And then we will go into some spoilers, but you'll get you'll get a second spoiler warning. But, you know, if you don't even want that, then just see this movie and then come back to us. But but I can certainly we will go. We will go spoiler free, but even just synopsizing it a little bit takes a little bit of the shine off.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. But I was going to add like for as much as i love the reception that everyone said to this movie we're, we, yeah, we're, not to. like we review films on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can't just yeah. say oh it's cool yeah. don't know anything about it and then yeah. stop talking like we actually have to talk about the film here so we, we have to sadly break what i love of, what you can do in a tweet because that's fine but we actually have to talk about things here so uh, we can't we can't do that <laughs> no definitely
1: not and and the thing is i don't think it's the end of the world like actually like it just takes you know it's it's fun experience but certainly like yeah you know going into the synopsis we our lead character kind of tess is um she arrives late at night uh where are they like detroit Yeah. yeah and and she's kind of she arrives at this airbnb that she's booked and um she she seems like she's kind of running from something or not running but getting away from life she keeps getting a phone call from a guy that she keeps hanging up on and she kind of um tries to get into her b&b it's her airbnb it's kind of yeah dark absolutely chucking it down with rain she kind of gets to where the lockbox is and the key and the key is not there and eventually she finds out that someone is in the house and it's um our other kind of lead character, Keith, who is has also just booked the Airbnb and there's been a double booking and they're both uh, unfortunately double booked into this this house and um, they're trying to kind of help each other and deal with this weird scenario. And I think it's a, you know, that's a super like modern, cool setup for a horror movie. I think like there there are a million ways that that can go from there, and uh, you know the 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 rest of kind of the opening of this movie is you know Tess and Keith trying to figure out this double booking and trying to figure out like what they're going to do about this scenario, and it's like for me like I'm pretty much stopping there like mm. with with the synopsis at that point, and because I'm like just that is enough for me to digest thoughts on my on this movie and kind of you know like i say the setup because i as soon as i was watching it i was like man there there's like 50 cool ideas with this it feels like such a fresh kind of thing that we can get how many how many times over the years have we had the you know motels and hotels and you know all of these things and it's like these airbnbs like i've i've had friends that have stayed in them i've never done it And the thought of them just terrifies me because I've always been like, well, what about if someone else is there? (laughs) Like, you know, I know that like a hotel and that could easily be the case with a room, but it just feels like there's something there's, there's a handover process. Whereas with like Airbnbs, it just feels like, Oh, cool. Like you put the key back and someone else rocks up and takes that key. There's no check like between people. And it seems, it seems fairly chaotic. And I think kind of like, you know, that, being brought into a horror movie, I think is, is a great, you know, modern idea in itself. Um, I mean, yeah, like for me, you know, going into my thoughts on this, like I, I, I fucking love this movie. I think um, so, so much of it blew me away. I think um, again, the, the, the plot and the setup is great. The, the actual unwinding of it, I think kind of, you know, they're backwards and forwards and like, you know, Tess and Keith are trying to puzzle each other out and they're suspicious of each other. They're suspicious of the scenario they're in. And like everything felt so genuine and felt so right for what was being set up. And it was, um, shot like it looked fantastic in the way that there were certain like, uh, shots that were set up. For example, when Tess first, goes over the threshold of the house and the camera kind of zooms from one you know from outside to inside was was just a fantastic shot and there were so many kind of shots like that in the movie that just elevated the tension of the scene and and i think as well um throughout the movie when we get into kind of second and third act um you know this movie is a distinct what four act movie Mm -hmm. almost so there are kind of four different you know you know scenarios but they each one of them the sound i thought was fantastic in this i think it really elevated the horror i think when we get the horror i think there's great tension building up to the horror there's never just a dumb jump scare to keep you going i felt tense in that 30 minutes you know the, or however long it is the the opening setup where there was genuine tension without like you know, a, a, a random jump scare. I think. I think. You know, Keith does like scare um, tests slightly, like as a jump scare, but not really for the audience. It was more to add to the the scenario of what was going on more than anything. And I think, kind of, I think that's great because I felt tense without them having to do that. And then when we actually got the horror, the horror landed. Like this is a horror movie that we're going to get there with horror, and 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 when it did come, it. Like when it first came, it proper made me jump like i I proper like jumped up, and I think it was super effective um so yeah, I really don't have a lot of bad to say about it. I think like when we get to there's there's one <laughs> there's one of your biggest pet peeves in this movie, <laughs> and it's egregious and <laughs> i can i can completely um let's just say there's dumb cops i I,
0: like i love that you just think of me straight away when these things happen instantly
1: (laughs) instantly and this one this one's outrageous because they are just ridiculously bad expecting
0: them to look Um, to the camera and be like that one's for you Matt," because it was that like on the nose and preposterous
1: honestly it's it's the it is the worst part of this movie and i'm not gonna hark on too much because i can see that they they needed a character to be at point a to go to point B to get back to point A and they, and it it just wasn't executed in a way that worked, but it got our character back to point A and then the movie got good again, but very frustrating. And I, you know, I'm, I I can't wait to see how much it affected your experience because it definitely affected mine a bit, but I got over it quickly. And, And I definitely think a couple of other choices in the very final scenes of the movie as well, where I was like, again i can see you need these characters at this point now and you've had to do something a bit weird to get them there and i'm like oh, that didn't work but cool they're now there and i'm still enjoying it again mm. but there were you know a couple of things like that but when i actually then look at kind of um you know the the director kind of uh zach gregor you know I, it, and this is pretty much his first feature right mm. by the looks of it
0: yeah i think and so. i'm like
1: man like that is a baller first movie like you you know there's some serious writer as well like it's a great script for for you know two very little minor gribes. and then i think the way this movie looks the way this movie sounds like this is a huge talent like from from a debut movie that that gets me very excited um but i'll let you go into it now and then i'll come back to enjoying this movie even more
0: yeah i i, I really liked it i i think from the start I was completely there like the instant the movie begins and we have this set up and the second that door opens and we're introduced to bill skarsgård um yeah. we have that brief conversation and then we get the title card and not since fresh have i been so instantly in a film um where i was like oh my god this this premise is amazing um this casting is perfect because yeah. for a character like keith He needs to, at all times, feel like he can go either way. He's either going to be the worst guy in the world or the nicest guy in the world, and I think Bill Skarsgård can play both roles absolutely perfectly. Um, He's one of very
1: few, isn't he?
0: Yeah, like that could fail so hard if you if you lean more towards an actor who's traditionally more one of those other roles. Whereas I think that with like Bill, just has such a charming like level to him that even though he is he plays bad guys a lot um i was like this isn't a spoiler or anything but like i was just rooting for him so hard to be the good guy like even in all those scenes where i'm like i don't know like i really don't know is this a red flag i was exactly the same i was like i really just want him to be good and i i want him to be good for both of them um but i i just don't want him to be the bad guy in this instance because yeah there's you know this ins this setup is so intriguing where like i say he could have just bullshitted his way into this house or he's this he's on the same level of victim as tess is um and you know he's the one who's putting himself out he's woke up at the middle of the night he's offered his bed all of this stuff and and, and again you're like oh is, is he trying a bit too hard to be the nice guy at this point or is this just a genuine nice guy like the the levels to the writing in these early yeah. scenes is so strong because I think it's hitting all of those marks between it's such a thin line these days between, oh, you are a genuine nice guy or, oh, you're acting like a nice guy because you're actually really fucked up and evil. Um, and just all of that stuff just worked so, so well. I think even beyond those first initial scenes, it continued that energy. Um like it's basically the first 40 minutes is like the first act of yep. this movie. When we then get a big transition, the first 40 minutes for me was a straight 10 out of 10. Like I just, there was nothing in it that I didn't like that. It was tense. I was so involved in the characters like i say there is some beautiful shot composition in this first 40 minutes um in particular the way they use like mirror and light um we'll get more into it about why they're using it in that scene but like it's so well done and and just constantly reminding the the audience what's happening of like here's your constant place and it's and you're always thinking that's going to be taken away which is so scary like oh it's just it's such good horror um (laughs) So yeah, the first 40 minutes I absolutely loved. I think then, like, obviously the movie transitions and adds so many different elements, which we'll get to. I I definitely, I didn't enjoy it as much. I still overall think this movie's awesome, and I had a great time with it, and I think that it's um, definitely worth the reception that it got, which is don't know anything about it, because that really adds to the enjoyment. I think that it it does become messy, is how I would describe it. It's it's always fun, it's always good and entertaining, but it's not as tight and as strong as those first forty minutes. It, it becomes wider, it becomes a lot more concepts, a lot more. You have to stretch your imagination to stay with the movie rather than just going along with it because it's one hundred percent got you. Um, you know, it it did remind me a lot of Don't Breathe, actually, where. Mm-hmm somehow and it's one of the biggest strengths of that entire movie is that they never cross the line and for somehow that movie stays the same level the entirety which is why it's so strong um whereas this shows you that oh yeah the, the movie's still like ridiculously good but when you add more elements it's gonna get bigger it's not gonna be as tight and consistent as those first 40 minutes are and, and as a result yeah you get some messy scenes you know the, the, the things with the cop which it, to, I, I wrote it down because I have to call it out obviously Obviously, but obviously you you asked like how much did it kind of get in your way and it really didn't bother me at all because i'm just so used to it now but yeah. it, it's um at this point it's just a bad trope which is you have like you feel the need to have cops in your horror movie because they're one of these modern elements like phones like internet that just unfortunately ruin a lot of good stories because because the easy question is always well why don't they go to the police and like i'm as a viewer i don't give a shit about that so i i would rather they just completely ignore it and the movies that just ignore it are the best ones um but then the easy way out if you can't find an interesting way of incorporating police is you say well the easy write-off is the police are terrible and then we have this like little fun little social commentary which we think is clever as well because isn't that such an interesting take that all cops are terrible so like it's twofold where it's a bad trope you're ticking off why you have police you're also having this awful social commentary which is just so fucking stupid as well um so yeah the, the cop stuff's awful and it's one of those messy scenes where the the movie becomes so much bigger that I just somehow I, I kinda wish this was like an 80 minute movie that was that entire first 40 somehow mm. expanded upon. And it's not that and I still love it for what it is. Um I, I actually really like a lot of other stuff which we'll obviously get to when we're talking more spoilery so like some of it's really really good. Um but it isn't as tight as that that first 40 like it's it for me this isn't a 10 overall which is oh my god what a terrible criticism this movie isn't a 10 out of 10 but like it was for 40 minutes which which is which is outstanding to me like that's the best movie i've seen since the northman in terms of for 40 minutes
1: the the first 40 minutes i was like this This is front runner
0: of the movie of the year yeah, I was going to start the like, podcast by saying, "Oh, we got a contender right here, like that's yeah. how I felt about it
1: yeah and i still i still I still think this movie will will be in the conversation, mm. but this would have been front runner for the first forty minutes and and that's crazy, and I think I, I do see where you're coming from, and I think with it it's it's almost like i what I wanted was this to be a trilogy <laughs> where I'm like, let's just get three features." Like, because we get we get three kind of, you know, different things in this movie where I'm like, I want more of all three of them. Mm. Like, and, you know, going into it more like we we get more of some of the parts, but there are there are characters that we haven't even spoken about yet that that we need way more of. And we both know who we're talking about (laughs) yeah And and it's just like, you know, man, I want that prequel. Like, I want I want that that side story i want this like when we talk about a quiet place and a spin-off and that i'm like oh give me give me like different legs of barbarian because there's so much to unpack and i want more of it yeah um and i think i think you know you are right with that the 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 first 40 minutes was just grounded and real and 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 this this real terror that you can just completely get into and then the rest of it becomes a bit of a ride where you have got a lot of stuff going on but it still it still worked for me a hell of a lot and is incredibly strong i think um you know not not going quite into our spoiler yet but you spoke about kind of the use of light and that's something and that side of it i think that in particular like this movie did did the two things that were so strong that you know the way that they they use the light to to kind of, you know, give us a view of an area, but very little, it was terrifying. And I, I found myself actually audibly like telling the character not to do it, not to go in there, not to go further. Like you can't see shit. Don't go further. This is a bad idea. Like I, I found myself actively wanting to tell them because I was, I was, in i love the characters and i also just could see the mistakes they were making but i could see why they were making that mistake and i just don't do it Mm. don't do it i'm like you've got you've got a door that might shut you got a light that might go off you've got all these different things that they've set up and i'm like all of them are bad and all of them are probably going to happen and and all of them are bad and all of them are probably going to happen but there could be no one there there could be no bad thing it's just a really scary you know situation you've got yourself in and it was perfect cuz yeah there was no we, we you know obviously this movie is a horror movie and we get into horror but for 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 a lot of that suspenseful stuff it was just getting into a slightly worse situation even though really the situation could be laughed at 10 minutes later if okay. it wasn't bad do you know what i mean like it only and and it just i don't know like it it, it was just so good like it, the movie had me so tense and i think like when we got that first moment of of actual horror like my god did it hit me mm. like like a ton of bricks and i you know i thought it was great um i mean i guess it's hard to talk anymore do we want to just go into like our recommendations and then and then maybe go a little bit spoilery with it
0: yeah definitely I, I think do recommendations and then just do full spoiler warning from that yeah, point on yeah i think it's the way to okay, do it cool.
1: yeah i mean i 100 percent recommend this movie i think it'd be absolutely banging to see on the big screen i think it's great that it's got a uk cinema release um so see it there one hundred percent, but also see it anywhere you can. Like I say, this is this is one of the I was gonna say bigger surprises, but I mean we had so much hype going into it, but just one of the one of the front runners still for me for movie of the year. You know, it's one where certainly we'll be in the conversation where, you know, it it just kinda hit me and, and those first forty minutes of perfection, the rest of the movie is still really great and just littered with great performances we've we've only touched upon two of the characters in our spoiler free discussion and there are other great well-written real characters in this movie that absolutely land as well so yeah definitely just see it
0: yeah for me like this is a uh, easiest recommendation as you could possibly get like, mm. like as we said before obviously the best recommendation is to know absolutely nothing but even at this point um you have to see this movie i think it really is, you know, it's an original horror movie that has so many cool ideas. Um, and like I say, even though some of it is messy which we'll get into i think the sum of its parts is still so strong Mm -hmm. and that yes they don't emulate that same 40 minutes throughout in my opinion but i still ended up having a blast with the movie there's still only a few things that i think are wrong but i think yeah for a for a first time you know writer and director for the cast that they got for for just throwing so many ideas and most of them sticking Mm -hmm. and and there'll be people that watch this movie that wouldn't have seen any of this shit coming you know and like All of these different introductions and stuff Where you're like, oh man, this is it really unpacks in a way that, like, say a lot of movies, you get that set up and then, you know, okay, that's the movie I'm in for. Like that's most movies we'll cover this year, you know, like, especially like independent ones. Cause this is a fairly low budget film as well. Um, you know, I think of so many movies this year, like that movie watcher and stuff where it's like, once you know that first 10, 10, 15 minute premise, you're then in it for the next 75, 80 minutes with like almost no change in tone. So like a movie like this, that, It changes tones and it changes styles it changes literally everything Mm -hmm. cast time period like all that shit and yeah it's not all that strong but it's still all really good um so i think it's you get i almost give want to give it more credit because there's like there's almost more movie in this than most movies even give you
1: yeah 100 percent. and and yeah they took away the thing that was perfection and then managed to give you things that were almost as good you know it's it's you know it's like if a band gives you a killer album and the next album's not the, the you know the the greatest album of all time but it's sort of great follow-up it's like great you know you're still you're still smashing it and yeah it it did that i think yeah i mean throwing up our spoiler warning we are going to talk full spoilers now everything is on the table for barbarians so please be aware of that and see this movie before you continue
0: so yeah full spoilers away um i think in the first sort of 40 minutes i i discussed obviously earlier when i was trying to be a bit more coy and around it the whole the way they use like light and mirrors Mm. because the the whole point point of the tension is obviously she fight she goes into the the basement and it's like okay what's going to be down there and it's oh it's pitch black so you can't see anything in it. and the way she kind of props up the mirror with the light she
1: finds the hidden room within the basement (laughs) and then pops the light up and it's like man already a hidden room in a basement of an airbnb my brain was just like Oh no! There's more. There's not going to be good. It's going to be horrible. It's so
0: good, and again, there's these constant little triggers, like the door, which mm. is, to the basement, which obviously shuts on its own the first time. So mm. then they have to prop it up with the chair, and so and then they just keep showing you. There's the chair. There's the mirror. There's the light, and it, and it was just, to me. It kept like it's so funny because they didn't actually ever pull the rug away which i think is even more interesting but it was that constant reminder a where constant the, anxiety yeah because they they're showing you your constants where it's like yes you have the chair you have the mirror you have the light and I'm, and, and that's giving me even more anxiety because i'm like at a certain point and, and and again they keep showing you the long corridor especially when she goes down and when she goes down to the end and she sees like just a random room with a camera and a mattress oh god um, and
1: a bloody handprint
0: yeah and like a per- and a light there as well um and like I love that because in the camera slowly we were like in that hallway and you're just staring in that doorway where she's come from where you're like oh, even the God, mirror's yeah. going to fall the light's going to go off the door's going to shut and again nothing happens and like in those moments I just found so much tension and that that is why for me it was a ten out of ten because I was just so on the edge of my seat of when was it going to happen and then obviously we get introduced to you I, know, think, when I think I think just comes before, back when yeah what well, I was gonna say before we even get to when
1: Keith comes back the level of restraint. Of a filmmaker mm. to give you that tension, but then not just give you a dumb jump scare. Have a rat, yeah. or, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. whatever,
1: and it would just be like, you know, I feel like I feel like with that you get that release of whatever it is, some sort of Definitely. chemical, because you you get a jump scare, even though it's a fake jump scare. But because with this one, you never get the release. I was just tense until Keith's return, and I think mm. that was that's what made it so effective. That when he came back and when he started talking about them being someone else down there My, i was i was genuinely like anxious and and like tense
0: yeah you know and and just like oh jesus christ no keith don't tell us that i i just i always love that like I say when they keep building and building they don't give you the traditional mm. horror release so yeah i love all that stuff but then yeah when keith turns up and he obviously goes down there and like completely disappears and then it's like the other reveal on the reveal of like oh there's another secret passage behind the secret door i was just like oh my god this is when it really did remind me of don't breathe Where i was like oh you're just adding layers upon layers on this already awesome concept now and again even in that like the thing i love so much much i think keith's character is perfection because yeah. it's up until the moment he's killed you yeah. still don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy like, oh, he's just fucking baiting her down here into this dungeon yeah. for whatever thing so like and again like it's really up until the point where he's just viscerally murdered where i'm like oh man he was a good guy and i'm like oh i really wanted him to be a good guy and i'm happy that bill was a good guy but man i'm so sad that he's now been killed like because then you're going to obviously not have him in the rest of the movie. And it, it, it was is a perfect, blow. Though. It was it a blow, was but it was
1: perfect. Because like you say, it wasn't until his head hit that wall the first time that I mm. was like, oh, man. It, yeah, no. And it and is it, it is so impactful because it's one of the deaths for most of the year where I felt most gutted. Yeah. you know, I was like, oh, God, because you just got that. You got that hot and it was genuinely terrifying as well like yeah. we see this creature i don't know what the hell it is and it's just eviscerated keith like mm-hmm. uh, it was it was it was it was pretty you know just pretty crazy
0: yeah it was wild and then in that moment you go oh okay this is why this movie is shrouded in so much secrecy because mm. th- then it's like boom transition away Justin Long uh, playing AJ fresh new character we're in a completely different area and now it's like okay what's this movie actually going to be about like mm. because like, so you could have actually sold people on the first 40 minutes I'm sure there probably was a brief you know plot synopsis which is like oh yeah people are double booked in an Airbnb and you don't know who to trust but yeah to go into who AJ is let alone go into Richard Brake playing Frank, like there's so many more layers which we get into. Where, like, I say, th- this is where to me it, it does get a bit messy because it's not as tight. Um, but there's so much fun to have, and I think all this stuff. And, and yeah, when when you kind of get like AJ um you know uncovering who he is as a character you're like oh this is interesting this is not what i expected in this film but this is certainly a very now character to get into this kind of like celebrity that's had this horrible accusation thrown at him um and then to see that perfectly transition into the detroit stuff because i actually had a worry where i was a bit like oh is this going to be almost like an anthology thing where i was like oh that's it like that woman killed Keith God. and that's we're ever going to yeah, see. That. Man,
1: I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of it being an anthology. That would have been devastating. <laughs> yeah. I, I just went with AJ being like, okay, when are we getting back to Detroit? And then having him receive these accusations and seeing him kind of deal with it and, and claim innocence to it. I, you know, I was equally as fascinated with him being like, which way is he going to turn? Is hmm. he... Did he do this or 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 his, is he being wrongfully accused, which is like obviously again such a modern it's not modern but it but it's been way more brought to the to the you know the mainstream in recent years and having that in a horror movie and then having him put in that scenario and then seeing him show his true colors and let him be the opposite to keith that he mm. he seems much more on the outside like an innocent guy and like a nice guy, and then you see these sides of him they get more and more prevalent throughout the whole movie and then you realise no he is a piece of shit Mm. um is is fascinating. I think, you know, Richard Brake's character, Frank, like I forgot he was in this movie. (laughs) And when he rocked up in the third act, I went mental. Like just so happy to see him. And his character is fantastic. And it's it's like this perfect Richard Brake character. Where he, you know, when he lets himself in as, like, the the fake, what was he, fake plumber? Yeah. And, and just didn't even do anything at that time, just left the latch <laughs> unlocked. I was like, oh, man, he's he, this is going to be brilliant. And then it just, like, got, comes back to modern day. And I was like, what? Give me more Frank. Like, we, we get, like, I think with, obviously, Keith... Gone too soon because he's fantastic, but it worked for the movie. I think AJ and Tess, we got to fully explore their characters, but Frank was really done dirty. Where I wanted, I wanted a whole half an hour of like just the the, the prequel, basically, of Frank kind of stalking and doing whatever horrible stuff he was going to do, and kind of you know setting up what this character is that's down in the the basement at this point. And I feel like coming out of this movie it's the bit that i want most is to i want the frank story more and and i get that that's probably my just wanting more richard break but i don't think it is i think frank is a really cool character that just is fully you know really not given enough airtime for what's needed regardless of the character of the actor that they cast the fact that they cast the perfect actor also just means that you know i wish i would have got
0: it more I I did have a lot of frustration Due to his lack of screen time Because like I say At this point in the story When he's introduced And and, and it's so wonderful Again this is another beautiful shot Like I always love tracking shots anyway But him going into his car And all that stuff And again they immediately With the visual style And just the radio You immediately know That this is in the past But it's still in Detroit And like they just They set the tone Without you know They don't need to put on the screen Like Detroit 1972 or something Like you just get that From stuff within the world it's just so well done, um, and like I say him in those moments is so creepy and so interesting. But yeah, we needed more of that. Like, there's uh, unfortunately there is too much which is just implied off screen, and you right. have to. F- and there is a really bad um, exposition dump uh, with the kind of like the the rogue guy who helps out Tess. And, yeah, the rogue uh, guy J- is- He's like, hey guys, I'm just going to tell you the full story of this woman in the house and Frank, and it's like. No, what are you doing there, still, mate? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, just... It's that, but it's all as a viewer. I'm like, no, that's cheap. Yeah, like, this yeah, is just true. you. You, I get it. You, the writer, know all this shit. Show it to me in an interesting way, like you have everything else in this film. You Don't go, go for too. Let's have let's have a three hour
1: cut of Barbarian.
0: Yeah, well, I, like, you mentioned it before, but this movie does need the Pearl. Like, this needs yeah. Frank, um, the prequel, because it's, yeah, and it, and it isn't just because it's Richard. Obviously, we love him, and I do, I am starting to get this overall frustration with the way he's been used, because I do feel yeah. like this is a theme now where we've seen him play very yeah. small roles, yeah very small roles you know not even like a bill skarsgård who gets like he's not even the you know the lead for the whole film and i already have frustrations that we don't get enough more of him but like richard really it's almost like they get him for a day at times and Mm. i'm i I really want to see that 31 level performance where he can really get his teeth stuck into it because i feel like he's he is unfortunately too much of a safe pair of hands at this point where you can get him on a film set for a very limited amount of time and he's going to give you exactly what you want and he is almost too safe in a way where i'm like no i want you to need to trust him more and give him more because yeah this this whole character and, and how frank created the character of the mother it's so interesting, yeah. but we didn't get to see that enough. We get to well, see his think... and then we get to see his demise. Yeah. I want Just... to see the middle part.
1: Who is who is the mother? Is she the woman that he's stalking at that point? Is she already mm. in the basement at that point? Like, like who is, who yeah, is she? Know. Like, you know, how many of... Because, again, the expedition dump is like, oh, he keeps having
0: yeah he just speculates
1: inbred yeah yeah exactly and it's like which one of these iterations how many mothers are down there yeah because at one point he says she's not the worst thing down there yeah and i'm like well well at this point frank isn't the worst thing down there because he's <laughs> bedridden and 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 near death like mother is the worst thing down there unless the there's something we else see, yeah. yeah and and that's i remember when he said that i was like oh shit
0: yeah, like, when you say that, daughter. you need to back that up. I was up. like,
1: I'm waiting to see daughter now. That's mother, what what the fuck is daughter? You know, yeah. or you know, and it's just um Yeah, like I say, I think everything this movie showed me, I can't critique really that much because I've loved it. It's just what this movie didn't show me. Mm. And that's almost like a double negative or a double positive where I'm like, Oh, I just love so much that I want more but it did leave a few too many gaps where it does bring it down a tad, um, and I think like just to go back to one of the other things that I did find just a bit frustrating: the whole mother jumping off the water tower thing. Like that just <laughs> didn't work for me. I'm like, how tall is a water tower? I like, to the have way- our character fall for so low, and then manage mother to do the Superman dive to like <laughs> save her. Like it was, it was. It, it was, was because
0: strange. um that was as well we talk about how much so much of it is shot so well the way yep. that was shot i completely thought it was fake and was a dream sequence yeah. because yeah. he turned so quickly and froze tess and it looks so comical and ludicrous where yeah. i was like oh he's thought about his worst thing and he's not going to do it so and then, and then yeah. we see justin long's character and i'm like oh, okay this is gonna end. but then she's and then we see tess laying on the ground and i'm like yeah. oh he did do it i, I really yeah. thought it was gonna be a zany weird cutaway because that's another thing like the movie does juggle tones like we haven't really discussed it but it does try and be funny at times which which i didn't want like i've said it before but i really do respect movies a lot these days when they don't rely on comedy as a crutch and Mm. i do feel like there is a couple of times where this movie tried to be funny and i didn't want it to be funny i i I thought the tension that they created and the seriousness in that first 40 minutes and throughout a lot of the rest of the movie especially with aj's character like that's not a laughing matter like no and that's
1: no joke like either way either outcome sucks
0: yeah, like, so like, really to, I don't. one of those sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I didn't, I didn't need the comedy. There, there isn't a huge amount for sure. There's only probably like three or four moments, but they're there and they, they didn't land for me. I so, think,
1: um, you know, with that test falling from the water tower, almost looked like the, the psycho when he fell down the stairs. <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> hey, that's that sort classic. of shot. Don't get me wrong, but I think if, if he'd have been armed with the tools today, he probably would have shot it a bit different. <laughs> and I think just, with this. Yeah um you know yeah you know again i can understand that they were like right we need the aj heel turn we need mother to save tess and we need you know we need all of these things to happen but it just it needed to be done in a different way you know it 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 would be almost like if if he could have taken a bullet for Tess, or do you know what i mean like it i don't know just she needed to be able to save Tess in a different way that worked for me because I just, in my head, it doesn't add up, her being able, she was so far away when she got pushed off that water tower to then just do this crazy dive and, like, you know, land on, so Tess lands on top of her. It just didn't, it didn't sit right in my mind. And it took me longer than the, the dumb police to kind of get my head around and go, oh, do you know what? I really like this movie and I want to see how it pans out okay cool mother did that tess is tess is there we're, we're on the ground let's go you know and it did take a minute and, and it was a tad
0: frustrating even like when they introduced the gun and they kind of like you like yeah when he dropped him, the gun
1: when he dropped the gun as well
0: <clears throat> when, when he gets the gun and, he, and you kind of see mm. it in the way it's going of uh, the strangers where mm. you're like oh okay like, he's going to shoot her, and it's going to be this horrible thing. And I was expecting them to tease it and not do it. So when they did it, I was a little bit like, okay, he did it. But I'm glad she obviously didn't die. But that, mm. that to me, felt like a early scripted ending, which they moved past, that just yeah. ended up in the final movie. Like, what did him shooting her add to anything, really? Like, it. it I don't know. It just means that he kind of has to carry her while she's, like, hobbling around a bit more. Like, I don't know. I didn't really need that bit either. But it's... I, it sounds more I negative. I think it partially added to to the sympathy
1: that you were kind of building towards him in some way though, that you were like, oh mm. man, this guy, he's had this accusation. He kind of had that conversation with the friend, but we still, you know, we we still didn't get a full conclusion on that. And then we're like, oh, now he's going to get accused of shooting. You know, he's just <laughs> shot. Come on and possibly killed him. Like, is he just down on his luck? And then like when we get in the final act, it's like, oh no he did what he was accused of and he's happy to murder tess like he is happy to do bad things and believe that he is still a good guy and i think you know i think him shooting her was part of that arc and it it did work for me but it's just but i do get it that it is it is strange
0: but yeah like like i said before in the kind of pre-spoiler stuff. When, when you get into this level of... Oh my god, that's just how much you like and, something. Yeah, and tying... But just, like, this movie's massive and and it it is messy. But I really, really liked it. It's It's not perfect by any means, which is why we have to do a review and we have to discuss these little bits. And that's why you mentally dock it and you say well, why isn't this the best movie we've seen this year? Well, for these reasons. But why is it one of the best movies we've seen this year? Well, for all of these other reasons, for all of these performances. Like, again, Bill Skarsgård genuinely is one of my favorite performances of the year. Like, yeah. I, obviously, I'm just so obsessed with him. He's just amazing in everything he's in. But, like, again, he, he's just so fucking good. Like, he really is like a handful of actors, especially since we've been doing the podcast, where... yeah. I get so excited when I see the, a few list of names, and he's right on that list, like almost bang on number one, where I'm like, oh my god, anything with Bill Scars got in, I will get some level of enjoyment out of because he's in it, and he's never not amazing in anything he does. He's, um, he is
1: so good, and like you say, but this is one of his better performances, I think, because yeah. I almost feel like so many people he'll either get cast as the bad guy because we know how well he can play the bad guy or they just have him as a super nice, charming guy to show that he can break that mold. Yeah. And this one just really played with the two that, yeah, actually when you take Keith away, he was just a really nice guy in, in throwing that situation. But because it was Bill and his performance and what he can add to it. And the fact that, you know, he's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. I'm like, I know that you could turn on a sixpence and you could just, you could have trapped test down there. And I think that's why, like, the movies i almost feel like this that role was written for bill skarsgard <laughs> yeah you know i feel like i feel like when when you know zach sat down and wrote this he was like man if i could get bill skarsgard this would be banging mm. you know and and i and i feel that with almost all of them where each one of these characters the actor or actress was perfectly cast you know if it, justin long like perfect like not saying that he would ever do that sort of thing but like his performance and the fact that you know that he can nail that perfect richard mm. break you know slam dunk you know and i think kind of I, I, I the actress was named for Tess, i haven't got him in front of me right now uh so georgina campbell georgina campbell thank you yeah like she she was you know i, I we haven't seen her in anything have we i, I don't
0: camera and hang the dj
1: oh was she okay yeah. nice nice um but yeah like she she was absolutely fantastic as well and it's just like every one of them was so perfectly cast
0: yeah this was like i say there's so much to love about this movie but i think the overall craft from like a short composition standpoint is really good the cast is obviously phenomenal i love a movie that will have this many twists and different elements going on and like i say even if they don't all nail like that first you know element did it's just such a strong movie overall i, I really had a great time with it it was really really good and, and i'm glad it lived up to the expectation because yeah this was one that we kind of thankfully have avoided stuff like i'm so glad as well because this came out so long in America, like, ages ago, wow. and it could have easily been, like, websites reporting about, like, oh, why? so why why did they make the choice to kill off Bill Skarsgård 40 minutes in, and, and who does Richard Brake play? And, and, like, I'm so glad that none of that got spoiled, because it really made for such an entertaining ride for me. Yeah, um, for sure. And
1: I don't yeah. think it'll be the last time we talk about this movie,
0: either. No, I uh, don't think it will be. Um, but, yeah, that was our discussion of Barbarian. I will take a quick break, and we will be right back. So yeah, télévision is currently on. Um, My God, is it? We have to. Uh, we have to be brief. I so I wrote down four TV shows, but there's a like so, there's a couple of these that we can just gloss over really quickly. The, the, well, the first of all. I want to mention del Toro's cabinet of curiosities and say that we're not Mm. going to talk about it right now. Um, Because all I'll say right now is it's, it's very, very, very good. And people should watch it. And we're trying to figure out the best way to cover it for the podcast, because I don't think speaking about it at the end of an interesting film discussion is, is suitable. Um, It's certainly the most I've watched anthology and felt like it was a collection of films rather than a TV show. Um, And it's, yeah, like I said, it's very good we're gonna we will talk about it very soon um but not right now it's Um, difficult
1: isn't it it's got a level of polish to it that just deserves more of a conversation but likewise our slate is so full right now but yeah we'll try to figure it out
0: yeah, like, As soon as I watched episode three, I was like, we need to find a way to talk about this. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. The, the two very brief ones to touch upon, um, Shudder's 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments has now ended mm-hmm. um, after eight episodes. Don't have too much more to add. Really liked it. It was a fun final episode. I don't have a problem with the number one, which I'm surprised about. Yeah, like, me too. Into that. This, that was I, was very, me. I was very much like, oh, it's going to be some bollocks, but I'm, I'm here with the road. But the fact that it was a movie that I like, I was like, oh, that's cool um my only qualm if i'm being very picky which i ultimately don't care because it was a fun show but there was a lot of big horror directors that made that final cut in the last episode in the top 10. But of course, Wes Craven wasn't there. And it's just that overall, like, even if they don't mean to, it's that overall continue to disrespect the great man's legacy, which I can't stand by. And again, it's only a small thing. Wes Craven was obviously on the list, but he should have been in that final episode.
1: Multiple times on the list, but he, yeah. uh, Yeah. The fact that he wasn't in that final episode, I think, Yeah, it was frustrating, but we knew that was coming because his two big hitters had already been and gone. But like, yeah, I was happy with the number one movie and it was a really fun TV show. It was just a great, I think what it did, the two things it did great was the one thing is easy to do is give you that nostalgia and give you that conversation about movies that you love, which I think like the 80s horror doc has done so well. But what this has done to really elevate it is get some fantastic people talk about it edgar wright and flanagan you know talking this much about horror movies and the horror movies they love was was the real treat of this tv show for me yeah because you can get anyone to talk about these horror movies because everyone wants to talk about them but to get like those guys was was really fun for me
0: yeah for sure so yeah it's it's definitely a high recommend watch on (laughs) Shudder. um another just very brief hit was um obviously rings of power has now ended um yeah. and just to quickly touch upon it on the show because we, we've already talked about it off air in depth. Yeah, um, really liked the show, it exceeded all my expectations. Um, really liked the finale. I'm super buzzed for season two now. I think that there's so much potential. I think season two is really where they're going to make or break the show, yeah. and whether or not it'll have like longevity, like proper longevity as a TV show. Um, but really liked it. I, I didn't think it'd be this good, and I'm super no. invested in it now. I hope season two is next next year um but it was great it was a great time like if you're a lord of the rings fan of the trilogy um mm-hmm. and you were be like ah, oh, it's on amazon we don't really care like give it a go because i was very much on the fence of like i don't even know if i want to watch this but i was very presently surprised that I, I still think episode six was the best episode by far but there's oh, some sure. really good shit in here for sure
1: i think the finale was so strong and like you say it's set up they've built this world and they've built these characters and but it's still lord of the rings and it it was a great e- each episode. I just love being in that world and and the world that they've now built on within Lord of the Rings. Like I cannot wait for season two. And like you say, I think they can go so many different places. They've teased us on so you know the the, the 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 way that they've teased us with the dwarfs and their mining. Like if they don't start to unpack that more in in season two, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, and and I need. You know the fact that they've given me this show. That yeah, I was the same. I s- just chucked episode one on because I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give this a watch." And if I'm not into it, I'll check out um, Game of Thrones. And then I put on the first episode and I was like, "Thor's Game of Thrones." I don't know if I'm ever going to watch you now. Um, and and yeah, I had I I really enjoyed the whole season. But yeah, definitely six was was you know standout, and the fact that Lord of the Rings pushed the boundaries of of its violence that far um. was was. Again, I would have never thought Amazon would do that. I thought they'd play it safe. I thought they'd play it PG, let alone twelve. You know, then they went they went harder than that in certain episodes.
0: Yeah, that was a massive pleasant surprise, and that made mm-hmm. that really made those battles feel a lot more visceral, a lot more modern as well. Because yeah. I feel like that's what they would do if they made the Lord of the Rings films today. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, we we uh, another TV show that we need to talk about um, is Chucky season she's two. Called. Yeah. Which yeah, as always with our TV shows, I guess Ooh. especially with Chucky, like full spoiler alert for this week's Chucky. But we obviously we didn't discuss the, um, episode three, which I thought was just a slightly weaker episode two. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. much the same thing. There's not really much to add. But episode four is preposterous. It is them fully jumping the shark with this show. Um, I feel like we always knew this was coming, especially like when we talked about it in the news, when we knew that like certain actors were going to be in the season. We knew this was just going to be this weird blowout meta fun with Jennifer Tilly's entire career, basically. Um, and obviously, this so <clears throat> this was the episode directed by Don Mancini. I know. <laughs> I think it's like the only one he did this season. Um, because he only did the episode one of the last season. And, yeah, this this had nothing to do with anything else we've seen for, so far. This was a murder mystery inside Jennifer Tilly's house with her sister, her co-stars, um, and, yeah, kind of Nika Pierce getting away. Um, this is so much. I don't even know think, where to I begin. Think,
1: I think that's the thing, right? This, this episode, we have, like, Chucky with a TV show that's, like, prefacing, like, this murder mystery and, like we then get this weird murder mystery episode with these title cards and everything that's so different. But we also get a giant leap in the continuation of our, of our Chucky canon, which is mad. That's the thing that really went like when this episode is all set and done, because yeah, obviously like Jennifer Tilly's co-stars and playing with, with the fact that like, you know, they've got all this history but then they've got this history with um tiff but they think it's still jennifer tilly and just all like it's so goddamn confusing but in a great (laughs) hilarious way Mm. but then yeah the fact that now we've seen glenn and glenda
0: for the first time in this episode of glenn and glenda is just buried in this episode
1: yeah exactly but now we're in a situation where like, because cause I think that's the thing, like, as Chucky, the TV show, has developed, we've got these two different stories going on. We have the TV world that was created with, with you know, Jake and Devon and Lexi, and, and I enjoy that. But I think if that was all that this TV show was, I wouldn't be in it as much, because we do get the continuation of the canon. We get Tilly, we and, and, you know, and, and we get Mika, and we get, you know, to see that that craziness and i think kind of this season in particular those two worlds couldn't feel further apart and it just feels like they're 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 battling two two things to to canon and i'm like i haven't got a problem with it but i want both to continue and like the but the tilly and the mika just feels to me so precious like whenever we get that i'm so excited there's almost mm-hmm. none of it where i'm like i'm not just going to enjoy it Whereas, like, you know, there are certainly low points with the Jake, you know, stuff when, you know, like you say, episode three was just a slower turn of pace. And I was like, okay, but then the fact that we got so much of like the canon continuation in this chaos episode, like I just can't even unpack it in my mind because the episode itself was incredibly enjoyable and just mad. But then, yeah, coming out of it, Mika is now escaped. She has arms of sorts <laughs> and she's with um who's she with glenda yeah and i have you
0: know, kyle like they just revealed that yeah. as well
1: yeah like all of these things they're all in the car together now and it's like like what you like yeah it, it's crazy like i almost felt like this episode you know would have been just a, a single you know weird fun episode with no continuation of the canon but we've got the the biggest lump you know you know um evolution of the canon for this entire season it's just like i say i haven't got a problem with any of it i don't want it to sound negative it's just it's hilarious i love it like it is just hilarious it it, it's it's kind of got to like you know this just insane well let alone when we even talk about what the hell chucky did in this episode
0: yeah, I know. Like, there's a whole other meta level to it. Like, I think I, I yeah. enjoyed the episode for what it was because I I was just like laughing and smiling the yeah, whole time. Exactly. I don't even know what this is, but it's 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 mental like i don't know what the hell this show even is anymore and i think coming out of season one i said like season one was so strong but it was crazy how they they slowly fed us the canon and then when it was introduced to our new characters it felt ridiculously natural and the biggest thing they've done this season is completely wreck on that and made them feel even more separate than they've ever been before um and let alone now they've separated them and the teen stuff is really not good in this season in my opinion like it's been it's been it's it's getting borderline bad now like the stuff in the the wherever they are like the little home whatever yeah it's just it's it's just not interesting and like the the other character like the one new young character they introduced like the girl i thought she was going to be some sort of connection to glenn or glenda and then she's Mm. just not. so i'm like oh okay so she's just a random new character and like devon Sauer's new character i think is terrible as well like it's it's a weird season like i we're at the halfway point now god knows what the next four episodes is going to throw at us i know Um, like
1: how how does how does episode five even begin
0: we're going to go back to the to the kids again well
1: well, i I guess yeah let's not say when does when mika and tilly come back into this season like how does that even begin yeah it'll it's be when they yeah,
0: get this home then yeah. they'll, they'll rock up in that car and then we'll have a big showdown i imagine where they'll, and they'll have to reintroduce andy with his like his storyline as well at some point like i can't wait to see what andy is he's gonna <laughs> i hope he's
1: like gone like full toxic avenger or something
0: yeah i was like, gonna say one like t1000 vibes but yeah, yeah it's just it the, the show is ridiculous in a fun way. I don't even know if it's good anymore, but I, I, st- I really enjoy it. And, and we'll need to do like a proper breakdown at the end of the season because this isn't season one. Like season one was, I think, unequivocally great. Um, regardless of like obviously being huge Chucky fans and stuff, but I thought the transition to the small screen was just great and, and really better than I ever imagined. This is, all over the shop. And I'm still having a great time because, like I like, say, when Jennifer Tilly is on screen, and especially with Fiona, it's just magic. She's just... She embodies that character in a way that I've, like, rarely seen in horror. Um, and just yeah. getting to see more of that, like we I like, say, we're getting, we get, you know, more of her on screen in this one episode than we had probably in, like, the last two films combined. So I that looks awesome. I
1: kind of, like, watched it this episode, though. That I was like, I feel like Jennifer Tilly playing tiff jennifer tilly is almost like a cheat code yeah like in a video game where i'm like it can't not be good yeah like even even if it was in like the worst like because that's what i mean i don't even know whether this was good or bad because (laughs) she is just great and so i'm like even if it's terrible she's gonna be great and i'm gonna enjoy it like so i just don't understand and like having all of these like band references and you know these co-stars turning up and this kind of (laughs) <laughs> them all trying to get jennifer tilly alone for that it was just all of it was just so funny yeah, i loved how was...
0: creepy and seedy they made everyone i also love the oh. like oh why haven't you spoke to your sister for like the last 20 years like i, I know like, at this point they're actually trying to justify tiffany taking over jennifer tilly's body like in yeah. this and the actual repercussions that would have like i did i never thought they would try and actually justify it which is funny
1: I know, that's oh, it's like like I said, it's so good, but I still don't know like whether it's actually good. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the next episode. But I, I, I fear like you that it's just gonna go back to Dollsville.
0: Yeah. It's good that's gonna be weird this week if we just go back in that home. Do
1: you think like Chucky going forward is gonna be like American horror story where they're just gonna have a chaos Halloween special?
0: <laughs> like I mean, I don't even know how much further we can go with this cuz it's just crazy but yeah we shall see we shall see but yeah that I guess that's pretty much it for this week my uh, my voice is giving up fast after doing such a long episode um
1: it, it, yeah i mean talking about chucky will do that to a man like this this is what happens when you know when when you you put an episode like that out it it, it destroys body soul and voice
0: there's still so much. Like, I literally have a movie that I watched like multiple weeks ago that I want to talk about, but I'm just gonna save it because there's no point talking about it right now. Um, I know. I mean, there's too
1: much. There's too much shit, bro. There, there's far too much stuff. Like, it's
0: yeah. I guess going crazy. forward like, we've got awesome stuff. We don't know exactly mm-hmm. what it's gonna be because I really do want to figure out something to do with the Del Toro show. Um, yeah. Obviously, we have Pearl ready to go. We have Terrifier two ready to go. So we have movies that we want to see. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be great. Like we're gonna talk about some really interesting shit over the coming weeks like we're already in november and we already have multiple things we still want to watch yeah. um so we, we're not worrying about you know filling shows anytime soon Like i feel like we're we're golden now until the end of the year and then hopefully we'll be able to squeeze in a bit of craven as a as a sort of palate cleanser before best of um but yeah i think we're we're, we're pretty much flying at this point so
1: yeah we're set for most of november already so then it's just a yeah. case of like what does december look like and we know that there's like other stuff coming out as well so
0: violent night at the start of december so yeah good stuff i know i can't wait uh but yeah that was episode 322 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon
1: see you later everyone